Jesus told you that when you cast out the devil, he will return. He said he will return to check that house out. And what angers me about that text is, he said that the demon will come back and say now, this is my house. I said, hey, how dare you claim me as your house? I am the temple of the living God. Peter said, humility is your clothing. And here, you have a man with a doctoral degree prosecuting Judaism. There's nothing terrible as thinking that you're in the will of God and you're off track. Saul thought that Judaism was God's ultimate. I have seen people through the years we are going to moved on, and they didn't even recognize him. And you start fighting to defend the yesterdays of God Amen. when God has moved on to higher ground. Amen. Yes. And he said that Paul was breathing out threatenings and all of these, you know, venom against the church of Jesus Christ. Watch. And so yet breathing out threatenings, and slaughter against the disciples of the Lord, went unto the high priest and desired of him letters to Damascus, to the synagogue. They had opportunity to reach the entire Arab world with Judaism. But the Lord Jesus came on the scene and they lost everything fighting Jesus. And all those nations that they would have evangelized became Muslim. And they couldn't still win over Jesus. Up to today, they're still fighting Jesus. Amen. That now they just passed a law. Is it not last year or two years ago? That nobody under 18 can convert to Christianity without parental assent. You have to get a, a note from your parents. How are you going to legislate salvation? How? So when God gives you opportunity, you better use it right. Amen. Use it for the gospel. Use it to defend the faith. Use it to evangelize. Use it for the purposes of the kingdom of God. Amen. Watch. And desired of him led us to Damascus, to the synagogues, that if he found any of this way, whether they were men or women, he might bring them bound unto Jerusalem. And as he journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly there shined round about him a light from heaven. And he fell to the earth and heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecuted thou me? And he said, Who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutors. It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. 
And he, trembling and astonished, said, Lord, what will thou have me to do? And the Lord said unto him, Arise, and go into the city, and it shall be told thee what thou must do. And the men which journeyed with him stood speechless, hearing a voice, but seeing no man. And Saul arose from the earth, and when his eyes were opened, he saw no man. But they led him by the hand and brought him into Damascus. And he was, excuse me, three days without sight, and neither did eat nor drink. And there was a certain disciple at Damascus, I'm trying to round it up, named Ananias. And to him said the Lord in a vision, Ananias. And he said, Behold, I am here, Lord. And the Lord said unto him, Arise, and go into the street, which is called straight. Hallelujah. He was scared straight. Amen. <laughs> and inquire in the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus. For behold, he prayed. And has seen in a vision a man named Ananias coming in and putting his hand on him that he might receive his sight. Then Ananias answered, Lord, I've heard by many of this man how much evil he had done to thy sins at Jerusalem. And here he had authority from the chief priests to bind all that call on thy name. But the Lord said unto him, Go thy way, for he is chosen unto me. Oh, beloved, I'm going to preach myself happy here in a minute. To bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. For I will show him how great things he must suffer for my name's sake. And Ananias went his way and entered into the house. And putting his hands on him said, Brother Saul, the Lord, even Jesus, that appeared unto thee in the way, as thou camest, has sent me, that thou mightest receive thy sight and be filled with the Holy Ghost. And immediately there fell from his eyes as it had been scales, and he received sight forthwith, and arose and was baptized. And when he had received meat, he was strengthened. Then was Saul certain days with the disciples, which were at Jerusalem, which at Damascus. And straight away he preached Christ in the synagogues, that he is the Son of God. Somebody say amen. amen. Glory to God. This is one of the most exciting texts for particularly those of you that have people who seem to be so opposed to the gospel. When I'm telling you that the liberals in America don't have any power, that all they have is because the church was asleep, they acquired all the media, and they used it. When the church was asleep, they appointed all the justices. They started legislating from the bench until they changed America through the court. And I told you that God is a master. What does God do? Whatever Satan uses to win, God will take it and use it to overcome him. All right, your clapping was tepid because you haven't seen personal application. I'm telling you that whatever Satan is warring against you with, hallelujah, in your own life, that's what God will use. 
Some of you are beginning to hear what I'm telling you. When the devil uses a man to mess over you, God will raise a man to heal you. When the devil uses a woman to mess you up, God will raise his daughter, an angel of the Lord, to heal you up. Who will God choose to write a third of the New Testament? The one that was persecuting believers, jailing them, killing them. Who would have thought, who would have seen Saul and said that this will be the greatest apostle? When he was raging. That's why I love people with zeal. Even if you're headed on the wrong track. And when I look at him, I say, hmm, God can use this. Amen. God can use your stubbornness Amen. when he's turned the right direction. Amen. That's why Jesus rode on a donkey. Not on a sheep. Because the donkey is a mule. Stubborn. I told you, in those days, they told us in Africa, or in Nigeria, or in my area of the country, that makes specific. When a man says he's ready to be married, they will go and tie a he goat about a mile from the house. Then they will tell him to go and get that goat. They will send him about six in the morning. If by six in the evening, he has not made it back, they tell him he's not ready to be married. <laughs> because no matter what you do to that goat, it will not move. <laughs> Beat it, do whatever. It will move. But if you know the combination, it will just follow you. You see? Because for you to be happily married. <laughs> Hallelujah. You have to have patience. If you listen to her mouth, you would think she's as strong as she sounds. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Let me move out of this corner. There are too many hot beds over there. Things are softer over here. Let me, let me, let me try over here. But you need to learn it. Because you cannot continue to be a Christian, but you're not learning the ways of your heavenly father. Amen. Amen. Who would have thought that Saul of Tarsus yes. would be the great apostle Paul? Amen. But when God saw his zeal, yes. when God saw his tenacity, and yes. knew that it was really God that he's trying to defend. But ignorance, Amen. being lettered, Intellectual pride, dog. Mm -hmm. Amen. He had a PhD yes. studying under Gamaliel. You are so educated, but you are spiritually daft. Yes. Come on now. And he was pursuing this with all his might. And God knew that there was no way to intellectually get him out of the way. But he used glory light to zap him. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. I'm about to get happy. Hallelujah. 
was on his high horse on his way to Damascus. And the Bible said that Jesus waited until it was closed to town. And it says, suddenly, somebody says, suddenly. suddenly. A light came from heaven. And Saul fell off his horse and hit the ground. And he heard a voice saying, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Why don't ignorant believers know that when you start criticizing and persecuting fellow believers, that is Jesus you are touching. He says, Saul, why are you persecuting me? It's me. It's me, ignorant church. It's me. When the devil is, is feeding you, it's Jesus you're messing with. Get out of the way before you lose your life. We go through this in our church cyclically. Every time God is about to move me to my next level of breakthrough, things will start happening with different people. He wants to get rid of them. See that you repent or you're gone. So the glory will move in. I'm ready for grace and glory network. Amen. I'm ready for it go too. Hallelujah. I don't have time for making my stuff. Amen. Hallelujah. He said the light of God's glory came down. Phew! And Saul hit the ground. And he heard a voice he's never heard. He said, now who are you, Lord? Yes. You notice? He called Jesus Lord. When God is ready for you to get saved, you don't go through the steps. Repeat after me. Amen. As soon as he called him Lord, he was in. Are you hearing me? He was in. I told you that's what I went through with the Muslim. But he didn't say the sinner's prayer. I just asked him if I can demonstrate to you that the Lord Jesus Christ is alive. And that he's the Savior. And not Muhammad. I said, would you believe? So if I can prove it to you, would you believe? He said, yes. I took one step. Before I could take the next one, bang, the power of God hit him. He wept like a baby. And while he was crying, he burst out speaking in tongues. We didn't say prayer of salvation. We didn't say be filled with the Holy Ghost. One glory move took care of. God bypassed all the steps. He got filled with the Holy Ghost. He came to convert me. And got converted, yes, Elder Bob. Because his father was an imam. And then he married a backsliding believer. And then one day the lady woke up and said, I ain't going to hell. I know who the truth is. And came back to church and came to me and I brought her back to the Lord and revived her. So the guy came to see who is this person deceiving his wife. So he too got deceived. <laughs> but he got saved and got filled with the Holy Spirit. <laughs> I've had all kinds of experiences in this place. Glory to God. Saul was knocked off. And I said, Lord, at Resurrection House, have mercy on us. If you're going to knock us off the horse, let it be the glory. How many of you would prefer that? Let the glory knock me down and not the spirit of death. Amen. 
Hallelujah. I'm ready to come off my high horse. I'm ready to be filled afresh. I'm ready. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And amazingly, the glory blinded him. And then when he got up, he couldn't see anything. Jesus said, it is hard for you to kick against the prick. When you go and look it up, I looked it up, but now I've forgotten. But let me tell you the word he used so you can understand the significance of it. He said... A point, i.e. a sting, figuratively poison, or gold, prick, sting. A sting as that of bees, scorpions, locusts. Since animals wound by their sting and even cause death, Paul attributes death, personifies as a sting, i.e. a deadly weapon, an iron gold for urging an oxen, horses, and other beasts of burden. Hence the proverb, to kick against the goad, i.e. to offer vain and perilous or ruinous resistance. In other words, Jesus says, Paul, or Saul, what you're doing is kicking against something that will take you out. Because my kingdom will reign. And if you want to live, you turn around. And join this cause. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, watch. Two million people left Egypt. Only Joshua and Caleb made it in. Hallelujah. <laughs> because of this pride, get out of the way. Let grace come to you. Whatever you are dealing with, God can resolve. Whatever questions you have, God will answer. Whatever healing or deliverance you need, God will give it to you under this glory. Your house will prosper. Your children shall prosper. Isn't that what our covenant says? Hallelujah. The commanded blessing is in the house. We want no curses. We want no untimely death. We don't want any of that. We want blessing. Blessing. Blessing, not part of any statistics. Blessing. Hallelujah. Uh, you see? But unfortunately, God's people are stiff necked. <laughs> That's what happened to Minister Nancy's deceased ex husband. And she, he just got up. We were in a prayer meeting. I said, does anybody have a testimony? He took the mic from me and proceeded to announce to the church that we have problems in our relationship. I said, I had no idea. I'm going to the man's house. I mean, he was always getting sick. And I would go to see him. And when I go and touch him, he recovers. I did not know that he was rebelling against me in the closet. That's why he was getting sick. And when I come, he recovers. <laughs> you see how I'm always loving on people and blessing them? And they're always full of pride. You see, to me, some of the things I've encountered, 
Makes no sense to me. I went to his house. He said, come here, let me show you something. He opened the refrigerator. Nancy was out of town. And he showed me, look, look, look. She had cooked dinner for every night. Had everything labeled Monday, Tuesday. You see, you see, look at this. It's just perfect. It's just mechanical. Who wants to know what they're going to eat in advance? I said, do you know how many men in America? <laughs> huh? What kind of stupid? <laughs> Even some of you ladies want to move in and say, hey. <laughs> I have seen it all. I, I don't understand what is wrong with people. She had the dinner cooked for every night, labeled. And the man is complaining. Hey, I said, my mom said that those that have a nice behind don't know how to sit down. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> so we called him into a meeting. I said, man, how can you do this? You said that you are leading uh, chaplains in the state of Georgia. You are the head of the chaplains in the state of Georgia. And you would do such a thing? You get up and announce to the church that you have problems, that you and pastor, are, that we are having a problem, and even the pastor don't know anything about it. What is the problem? I don't, I don't know. So we said, okay, we'll put you on probation for 90 days. If you... Repent and act right, then we'll restore you. Then instead, he left. Then asked Nancy to leave, to come with him. Nancy refused. Said, there's nothing wrong with the church. The pastor hasn't done anything to you. It's you that needs to repent. She said, if you don't leave the church, I'll divorce you. She said, well, go ahead. Do whatever you want to do. He followed through and divorced her. I told her, I said, humiliate yourself, kneel down, beg him for forgiveness, tell him to reconsider. She, when she did that, he was so, hey, he was horrible. He said, you, you make me sick. Get out of me. I said, don't worry about it. You have given the sacrifice God requires. I said, you watch. When he moves out of the way, the prosperity of God on me will come on you. Nancy married him. That's where she told me to start this. When you're counseling people to be married, let them bring their credit report. <laughs> Ooh, Lord. Did you see the, the, the silence? Beloved, these are excellent examples, excellent stories of how men entered their destiny and couldn't get out of the way. That situation, excuse me, where the guy divorced his wife for not rebelling against me and the ministry, he lost his life in the process. The prostate cancer that God had almost completely healed him of came back with a vengeance and took him out. Why? Unnecessary issues. Why are you befuddled with strife everywhere you go. Why are you fighting with so many people? Why are you blaming church people? Why are you judging God's children? 
Bible says, for this cause, many are weak and sickly among you, and many have died in the process. Get out of the way. The blessing is here. Get out of the way. Grace will come to you and bless your life. Get out of the way. God has greater blessing and favor for you. Come to Bible study tonight. Just two hours, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. We are learning the covenants of resurrection, driving this supernatural life so that you can see the same results in your own family, in your own personal life. God has ordained this ministry to defeat generational curses. It's a tough fight, but at least you come and start learning how to fight it. And then we will stand alongside with you and we will all win together. This is your call. This is your time. This is your season. Become a resurrection agent. Join us in our efforts around the world to help the poor and the needy to provide medical uh, facilities to help the people. Water, lighting. Come on. I, I told them eventually we will do a school also because if you provide basic education, in a few years, these people, some of them will be here in America, some will be in Canada, in England. You just give people tools and they will do better for themselves. Join us. Support RHFN charities. Support the work God is doing here in America. Eh? Glorifold USA, going to all state capitals, raising altars and making decrees as the Lord our God has given to us. There'll be a seismic shift soon in the sports arena, billions will flow into the hands of those that love America, those that love the family, those that love Jesus. They will own the media in America. We're gonna change the narrative. We're not gonna to continue to allow these secular humanists to control and govern the conversation. This is our time, this is our season, and God will help us do it. If you are confused, if you are stressed out in your relationships, if you and your daddy don't get along or your mama don't get along, call today 770-994-3777. Get out of the way. Let the blessing flow. Run from the curses that God says will impact the earth and your own family when you and your father have issues and you have dishonor and disrespect in your heart. So if you honor your father and mother, things will go well for you and you will live long. Get out of the way. Stop arguing. Drop the issue. You can do better. God will love you. God will bless you. God will help you. He is a God of love. His heart is full of compassion. He knows our frame. He remembers that we are dust. These are the things David wrote by the Holy Ghost in the book of Psalms. Amen. Do it today. Call today. Put your seed in the ground. Receive grace from the Lord our God. He will favor you. He will help you. He will hold you up. He will carry you in Jesus' mighty name. Glory to God. Receive, receive, receive in Jesus' name. Thank God for miracles and faithful miracles that are happening now if you believe. Amen and amen. God bless you. We love you. Don't forget Bible study once again tonight, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.